morning. Dave and Doreen, along with Marcus, the Morning KLH. Thank you very much for listening. We appreciate that. Time to welcome our Green and Gold Insider, three-time Wisconsin sports writer, the co-host of Wilde and Tausch on ESPN here in Milwaukee. Jason Wilde, good morning. How are you doing today, Jason Wilde? I am great, Dave Luzak. How are you? I'm great. Uh, so when you get, I mean, I, I'm a seasoned parent. Been around a long time. I've got kids who are yes, you have. all off the payroll, out of the house with their own families. And uh, the one who lives in Las Vegas, he texts me and says, Dad, um, out here, everybody is saying Aaron Rodgers bought a house in Summerlin, uh-huh. which is where my son lives. So we go on the Twitter machine, and Devontae Adams had done a Ask Me Anything segment. Yes, uh, he said he was going to answer 15 questions. And one of the questions was, hey, what neighborhood is Aaron Rodgers moving into when he moves to Nevada? And the answer was, quote, mine, from Devontae Adams. So in this, of course, off-season of speculation and rumor, what do you make of that whole thing? Is it just Aaron investing in property? So wasn't he also buying land and, and Tennessee a house in Nashville? Yeah, mm-hmm. that was uh, like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Right. And Cobb, I know for a fact that Randall Cobb and his wife Ida built a house in Nashville. Um, and there's a bunch of I think I think Clay Matthews lives there now. I know Chad Clifton lives there now, hmm. and they're all kind of in the same suburb of Nashville. And now, so this is, we feel pretty confident in this, well, that he also is doing this in Vegas? Yeah. I, I mean, mean it's, it's out there. I mean, it's out there. And Devante actually answered a question about it. Otherwise, I don't think we would have even right. brought it up. Kind so. of confirming it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, interesting. Well, I mean, when you got generational wealth, as he told us, and you don't have any generations following you at this juncture... Um, you can buy, you can have homes wherever you want them, right? True. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Um, that's what, maybe that's his retirement plan. Uh, to just kind of jet set around. Sure. Because he's got a home in Southern California. Mm-hmm. I know this, I had, I had this conversation with him and, and it was like him and Cobb and it was after that Nashville thing came out and I was like, what is, why is, why is everybody moving to Tennessee? Mm-hmm. And they all said that taxes in California have just gone through the roof mm-hmm. for people that have very large homes and have lots of money and don't want to pay that much in taxes. So there's like this flight from California. I don't, I'm not in that tax bracket, nor do right. I live in California. So I have no idea. Right. But look, Devante bought that house in Vegas before he got traded to Vegas. Oh, okay. Rogers now, if this is true, um, could be a precursor. It could be a coincidence, but you have my interest. I can tell you that. This okay. very much piqued my interest. All right. So Aaron said that he was, when he was on the Mac, Pat McAfee show, that he wasn't going to talk about re- retiring or what he's going to do because it's not about him. There's still football going on, right? There's the Super Bowl, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then Tom Brady comes out and retires. Like, a dig on Tom Brady? Or did Tom Brady, like, is there any connection? No, I, I thought that that was just sort of inauthentic. It's not about me. It's really about the Eagles and the Chiefs and mm-hmm. the great season they're having. Come on. But let's talk about <laughs> I mean, me for a really, second. Right. Well, what's the old Bette Midler mind, line? Uh, enough about me. Let's talk about you. What do you think of me? What do you think of me? Yeah. Um, 
I don't uh, I, I don't know why he did that. It did not come across as uh, genuine um, because he was spending all kinds of time talking about his decision-making process. And he's also now, if you notice, he's made it a two-pronged decision, right? Yes. He said, I feel very confident that in the next couple of weeks I'll have the answer to the my first decision or something to no, that two effect. decisions yeah one of the one of yeah. two decisions is what he said yeah yeah and that'll be i've decided to play i've decided to play in 2023 i will i will be absolutely floored i i appreciate that he's going to do that after the super bowl and it'll force you guys to you know give me a call after <laughs> you're back from your vacation but the first decision will be i still have that desire to play the competitive hole has to still be filled by football, is again to use another phrase he said to McAfee, and then it'll be. And now the next decision is, where will that be, and, and how are the Packers going to approach building this roster, and do I want to be a part of it, or are they going to go into a rebuild, and I'm not going to be part of a rebuild, so they're going to have to, and I still want to play, so they're going to have to trade me, and then that whole machine will start up. And then we'll see if the Jets and the Raiders and the Titans and the Indianapolis Colts and whoever else uh, decides that they want to be in the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes, and we'll find out what price tag it looks like. But, again, I, I keep telling you guys this. I am, I am prepared to be wrong about it, but there is still this part of me, just like there was uh, a year-plus ago after the 2020 season, that I just have a hard time believing that both he and Goody want to be the guys that either one of them wants to say, Aaron Rodgers is going to play for somebody else in 2023, whether it's Goody deciding we don't want him here, we're going to go into rebuilding mode with Jordan, or whether it's Rodgers saying, I don't like what you're doing to the roster, trade me. I'll believe it when I see it that both sides can do that, and if it happens, it's going to be fascinating and interesting and we're going to follow every moment of Aaron Rodgers' career wherever he goes, but uh, I'll believe it when I see it that he's going to be in a different uniform. Also from the Pat McAfee show, Aaron Rodgers had some glowing things to say about Ritz Brasaccia. Has days gone by where the grizzled old veteran coach who has a, a nice resume gone by for being considered to be head coaches like Aaron thought Ritz Brasaccia should be? I think largely they have, Marcus. Um, you know, the Broncos before the... Uh, Nathaniel Hackett era had hired Vic Fangio, who is an extreme. He's kind of the, quite frankly, you know, if I'd have covered him, he'd probably in my be in my power rankings of older Italian men that I <laughs> love to death. Um, but unfortunately, I never got to cover him. But he's he's an outstanding defensive coordinator. He just was hired by Miami. He's basically the guy who came up with the scheme that has slowed down this. Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur offense. Um, unfortunately for the Packers, they've got a less than high-quality facsimile in uh, Joe Barry. You'd much rather have Vic Fangio running this scheme. But I, I will say this, two things. One, I really do believe in Rich Passaccia. Uh, I, I agree with Rodgers on his assessment. Um, there was this great story while he was the interim coach uh, of the Raiders, and he got really – I think he was being authentic when he did when he said this. He was really annoyed that his daughter put this out there publicly, uh, even though she had a private Facebook page. It got into the public eye before their last game because uh, you know he he 
coached the Raiders for, I think, 12 games after they got rid of Gruden. Uh, his, 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 his adult daughter, who's a teacher, was in his hotel room in Cincinnati before they played the Bengals and took a picture of him writing handwritten notes to each and every player on the roster wow. that he was giving them before that game. They ended up making the playoffs, but he, he wanted he, – I just thought that was such a cool old-school thing to do. Mm-hmm. Right, it and, really is. And to yeah. be the guy that gets after and chews guys out, but then also takes the time to show them how deeply he cares about them. I thought that right. was amazing. That is amazing. And so ever since then, I've really liked him. And and then obviously he has lived up to every expectation I had. I love it when he teases me for my philosophical questions. <laughs> but I do think that the league has gone away from that. Marcus, I would turn around your question though, because what I listened to when he talked about that and he did that thing about leadership, about wanting to be respected and not liked. That felt to me like some thinly veiled shots at LaFleur. Mm-hmm. I thought he was kind of saying, look, uh, Basaccia gains everyone's respect and then they like him on top of it. Uh, I thought he was kind of taking a shot at LaFleur saying he wants to be liked and he doesn't do enough to, to be respected. And, you know, I would, if that's true, if that's what he was saying, I don't know because you know how Roger says things, it's plausible deniability. Right. But if that's true, I would respond to him and say, you have put him in a position where you've walked all over him. And if other guys don't respect him either, it's because you've kind of set the tone of, I can do what I want, and I'm going to yell, scream at him on the, on the sideline, and I'm going to you know, complain about his play calling and press conferences. And then that leads to a whole other question that we don't have time for, which is if he's going to play somewhere else, exactly what kind of coach is he going to vibe with? And which coach is going to really be able to get after him and tell him, that's not good enough. I need this from you. You're going to do it my way. I'll be curious to see if it comes to that, if there's a coach who exists that can do it. And Jason, one final little piece of trivia. When Tom Brady retired, he made baseball history as well. He became the last Montreal Expos draft pick to retire. <laughs> Absolutely true story. He was drafted by the Montreal Expos. The Expos became the Washington Nationals, I think, in 04. So that's how long ago that was. It is amazing. You know, uh, people forget this, uh, but Tausch was in the same draft. Wow. <sighs> and Tausch, Tausch was a seventh-round pick, so one round later after Brady. And he is... He played 11 years. That's a really long time to play in the NFL. Yeah. Right. And he's been retired <laughs> for over a decade. Wow. And his draft classmate, Tom Brady, retired That's yesterday. Crazy. He truly is the GOAT. Yeah. Jason, thank you so much. We appreciate the insight. We'll talk on Monday, Super Bowl week. I can't wait, everybody. Take All care. Right. Be good. You too. Jason Wilde, co-host of Wilde and Tausch on ESPN, three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year and part of the morning KLH.